I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider. Welcome to the final word, the show that invites you into the conversation. You, of course, can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. That's what it is, so here we go. Let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. Please welcome from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Dale Lawley. Pitchers and catchers have reported to Bradenton, and I'm in a (laughs) very festive mood. Yes, you are. You're ready for spring. Steelers radio host and also from the trip, Tim Benz. Hi, Tim. You know, Albie, I was reading where Garrett Cole was recently complaining about the fact that some Major League Baseball teams are tanking. Gee, I wonder who he's talking about. And from DKPittsburghSports.com as well, Chris Carter. Hi, Chris. What's up, Albie? Nobody pulls off the Hawaiian shirt under the jacket quite like Dale Lolly. Yeah, he pulls it off. No question about it. (laughs) Some of the topics we're talking about tonight, we're looking for five words. Your confidence level that the Penguins will make the playoffs. Did Kevin Colbert's comments last week change your view on whether or not Ben Roethlisberger will be back in 2021? The Pirates' win total for the season, 59.5 in Vegas. (laughs) Over or under? And using only athletes who have played in Pittsburgh, if Clemente Lemieux and Joe Green are the first three in the Mount Rushmore of sports, who would be your fourth? But first, the night's big topic. Sidney Crosby just became one of 350 players in history of the NHL to play in 1,000 games. First as a Penguin. Will the Penguins win another cup in the Crosby era? Dale, start us off. You know, I, I kind of lean towards no there, Albie, and I do so because, not because of Sidney Crosby, but the fact that the Penguins have essentially traded away, they, they've done what the, the Los Angeles Rams have done and basically traded away uh, an entire generation worth of first-round draft picks. It makes it really difficult to build a team around Sidney Crosby having done that. All right, Tim? I'm going to say no as well. I understand that they've still got Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang for now. But goaltending seems to be a question for the long term. And to Dale's point, the cupboard is bare when it comes to rebuilding when the rest of the core leaves. Now, I know he's got four more years left to go, and there's plenty of time for some major improvements to be added on, a la like when they got Phil Kessel and when they got Brian Dumoulin, guys of that sort, and to build a really good third or eventually second line. But, boy, that's a big ask to get a fourth cup in one uh, career for Crosby and one era for Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. All right, Chris Carter, the future of the Penguins, will they get another cup under Crosby? What do you think? I just I see it having a hard time. Those teams that won cups with Crosby, they had several compliments coming from several directions, and they had goalies stepping up in big moments. And I know Tristan Jari had, had some big moments the other night, but you look, at, you look at this team and they still need help goaltending. In the long run, that's going to come back and bite them. I just I, I have a hard time seeing them do that. You know, Hextall and Burke, maybe they, maybe they make some moves here. Maybe they, they bring in some reinforcements. But as everyone else has said, 
The cupboard is bare. They've been playing to win now for so long. Eventually that catches up with you. I just think it does in the next couple years when Crosby's finishing his career here and he's not getting traded. All those Nashville that has those articles. Just stop it. All right, Penguins. Uh Faring well in this difficult part of the schedule. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. A reminder, keep those comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word and on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on your confidence level that the Penguins will make the playoffs. Gerard on Facebook says, if the goaltending comes around on Twitter, looking kind of uncertain right now. And finally, Tony on Facebook, only if Malkin wakes up now Dale Tim and Chris five words your confidence level that the Penguins will make the playoffs back to Dale to start us off too early to think about I mean come on what are we we've got so much season left here uh, you, you see the ebb and flow of this already uh, you know last week on the show we're talking about uh, is the Penguins goaltending good enough to do anything and you know Jari had his best week of the season so you know, things happen. There's ebb and flow in every season. And, well, I mean, you're playing all the teams that you play to get to the playoffs. So you can have a, a bad stretch. You can have a good stretch. And that will get you in if you have that good stretch at the right time. All right, Tim, five words. No more than 50% which I believe is exactly what I said when we asked this question at the start of the hockey season because <laughs> nothing I've seen so far from the East wants me to dissuade my opinion from what I had when we first started playing hockey this year. I thought that the first five teams that we're seeing right now atop the East were a slight cut above the bottom three. I thought the top two of that five were slightly above the next three, the top two being Boston and Philadelphia. And frankly, that's exactly how it's played out. I'm waiting to see if the Penguins or the Capitals get too old too quickly, which one of those two happens, or you know, are, are the Penguins' shortcomings about their core and the way that they play, is that going to outweigh the Caps' goaltending? Uh, what about the Islanders? They just feel stuck in the mud playing the way that they play under Barry Trotz without maybe the star power that some of his other teams had to play in that manner. Uh, one of those three things is going to happen. That team is going to dip below the other two. And that's how you're going to get to four in the East. But we got a long way to go to figure that out. And so far, it's tracking the way I thought. Chris, five words. Just keep the core healthy. Uh, you know, as, as both Tim and Dale are saying, it's way too early to be thinking about this. And will they actually make the playoffs? We don't know. But one thing that plays into a lot of this in all sports is when you have a group that is heavily powered in one part of the team and has weaknesses in the other. If you see the main parts of the, of the core that is getting the wins right now, if they go down to injury later in the season, that usually derails things and that makes it harder for them to overcome the obstacles late in the year. When then and then you're asking Tristan Jari and the, and the goaltenders to do too much. So I'm I'm saying this depends on health and getting through the, getting through the rest of this season and being healthy for the playoff run. That's what's going to determine determine how they make it. All right. Yeah, you're right though, Dale. Lots of hockey to be played. Still to come, did Kevin Colbert's comments last week change your view on whether or not Ben Roethlisberger will be back with the Steelers next season? Lloyd on Facebook uh, says, prediction, if Ben stays, the Steelers will finish third in the AFC North. If Ben retires, the Steelers will finish third in the AFC North. We're going to dive deeper into that question as the final word continues. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Tonight with Dale Lawley, Tim Benz, and Chris Carter. Let's get back to that question on the Steelers. Did Kevin Colbert's comments last week change your view on whether or not Ben Roethlisberger will be back with the Steelers in 2021? Chris, start us off on this one. No. Uh, we knew that the, the bottom line here is that the Steelers are waiting to see what the salary cap number will be. We know that the floor has been moved up from 175 million to 180. Uh, we expect it to go even higher than that. That's the bottom line here is that the, the Steelers, they're not going to commit to a number with Ben Roethlisberger in negotiations until they know what numbers they're actually working with here. And that's that's the smart decision here. You're in a holding pattern. You're waiting to see what the what the what the world is like before you start make, making the decisions that are going to decide how the rest of your season in the next few years are going to go that, that that's what it comes down to I know people are like oh we, we haven't heard news yet you're not going to hear news until the NFL says this is how much money you can spend they did the same thing when they needed to wait for Antonio Brown's trade to go through before they uh, before they signed Bud Dupree to a franchise tag and everything it's just how they operate all right back to Facebook Rob says it's time to move on either way the Steelers aren't going to win anything whether he plays or goes I'd rather move on and prepare for the future. Dale, where are you on this? I'm where I was at before, uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, you know, I, I sat in on, on the interview. I was part of the interview uh, with Art Rooney II when he said, hey, we want Ben back, but, but he's going to have to change his number uh, in terms of the, the salary cap hit. Uh, Kevin essentially said the same thing, and, and he said, look, this is about the cap hit, and it is about the cap hit. They still think that Roethlisberger can play at a reasonably high level. He can still do a lot of good things. Is it what he could do five years ago? No, and, and I don't think anybody expects that. But they also want to be able to make moves in the offseason, so they have to wait until they see what that salary cap number is. And, hey, Ben could just decide that he doesn't want to play anymore. That's up to him, too. Again, the people trying to force him out the door, like the last, uh, like the last Internet poster, you must have forgotten what it was like during the 80s here in Pittsburgh. Yep. All right, Tim. Uh, I haven't forgotten what it's like in the 80s in Pittsburgh and it was really bad and not just for the Steelers either so um, I'm bracing myself for all three sports to be <laughs> honest with you but um, you know I'll be back to the original question about Colbert you know when I read what Colbert said I thought hmm that kind of feels like a warning shot across the bow at Ben Roethlisberger's representatives to move off the number or maybe more than they're willing to do but then when I heard it it sounded less ominous than it looked in print it almost sounded like Colbert saying we haven't cut him yet but you know what if he goes and ends up playing somewhere else even I'm not as put off by that by a lot as a lot of Steelers fans are I'm, I'm kind of getting used to it like I've seen Brady win a Super Bowl in Tampa I saw Manning win a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos I saw Philip Rivers go play with the Indianapolis Colts not every exit can be the days of wine and roses like Jerome Bettis rumbling through Detroit. It doesn't always work that way. We're not going to have an easy exit for Ben pretty much any way you cut it because if he comes back, he's going to come back to a team that ain't that good. They're not going to be 12-4 and four again, and even when they were 12-4, and four, it ended poorly. All right. Week from today, the Pirates will be playing baseball in the Grapefruit League. But what's your prediction for the season? Uh, the, according to Vegas, the win total, Tim, for the, the season is 59 and a half. Are you going over or under that total? 
Uh, I'm going under because, well, if they're 60, that means that they lose 102, right? I see them losing about 110. So I, I guess I'm going to go way under that. All right, let's go back to Twitter. Have to go under. They are just going to be overmatched by a mile every time they take the field. Back to you, Chris. This year isn't about this year. It's about building for the future and seeing what your young guys got and figuring out who you want to invest in for the future. This is an under, Albie. We, we know what the Pirates are about right now. And, and, hey, it's understandable. We know they're going to lose this year. We know they're going to stink. The, the whole point right now is figuring out who's going to be the young guys that you keep around for when, hopefully, in four or five years, you start to make moves to actually be good again. All right, Dale. As much as it pains me to say this, I'm going to actually go over. What? But only slightly. It's really tough to lose, to Tim's point, 102 baseball games or 103 baseball games, which is what they would need to hit that under. That's a lot of losses. Uh, I, I just I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, you're going to bring up young guys. They're, they're feeling, hey, I, you know, the young guys are coming up. And this is going to be like their Christmas every time they bring one of these guys up. And so I expect some of these guys to, uh, to play well. And, again, it's really difficult to lose well, 103 baseball games. To underscore your point, Dale, and I'll play devil's advocate with myself here on this, but to underscore your point, Fangraphs put out a projection that gave the Pirates a 0.4% chance of winning their so division. So you're saying there's a chance. I <laughs> am because 1% chance, and they're giving the Orioles a Blutarski-esque 0.0% chance. So there's going to be maybe two teams worse than the Pirates, and if they're worse than the Pirates, I don't know if the Pirates get to my number that I'm putting out All there. All right, hold those thoughts as we move on. A little fun with Mount Rushmore tonight. The Mount Rushmore of Pittsburgh sports, using only athletes who have played in Pittsburgh. Let's assume that Clemente, Lemieux, and Joe Green are the first three on Mount Rushmore. Who would be your fourth, Dale? I would go with Arnold Palmer, uh, but I could make a, a, a serious argument as well uh, for, for Honus Wagner as well. I mean, you know, they're both from Pittsburgh. Uh, I know Palmer didn't quote-unquote necessarily play in Pittsburgh, but he lived here his entire career, and he played golf. Uh, so you play wherever you play. But those two guys were just uh, generational talents. Uh, Wagner's one of the all-time greats. Uh, so I would put one of those two guys on that Mount Rushmore. Two good picks. And on Twitter, uh, we have another vote for Arnie Palmer. And, and seriously, how can you argue with that? Although there are many good suggestions. Tim, who's your fourth? Limus Swede. Jeez. Uh, if it's not it. Limus, then probably uh, Sidney Crosby. It's close. It's 50-50. But I'll go with Sid because there are some people who might put him on their Mount Rushmore of hockey, or at least in their top five. And just because Lemieux was on, it doesn't mean that Sid can't be, as far as I argue. All right, Chris. I feel like you gotta you gotta look at other football process. This has been a football town for so long. Tony Dorsett rings loudly for Pitt and what he did and how great he was and how he brought the 1976 national championship. But I also gotta think Franco Harris. I mean, they got the statue of the guy at the airport. He has the immaculate reception. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He made one of the biggest plays in Super Bowl 13. He has four Super Bowl rings. He was a, a huge face of the, of, the, of the 70 Steelers in getting the four of the six titles that have built the dynasty that defines this town when it comes to sports. I'm, I, I think Franco Harris should would be my guy. I think even over Dorsett. He retired with the second most rushing yards behind Jim Brown at the time. That, that's where I got to give my credence. So many legendary moments, a legendary career, and all the, the, the Super Bowls that he brought to the town. That, that would be my fourth guy. All right. All good picks. When we come back, around the horn on any topic, the final word is next.
final word. Welcome back. It's time for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. And Chris Carter, you're first. Everybody's going to talk about the offensive line and how big of it is a need for the Steelers in the NFL draft. And they're absolutely right. But in the first round, we're talking about picking the priorities and figuring out how things work. There are about five offensive tackles who I think are worthy of that 24th overall pick in the draft. The problem is there's about 14 teams that could use a first round offensive tackle this year, and a lot of them are picking it before the Steelers. A lot of people want to pick, the, pick an offensive lineman regardless of who is, who is available in the first round. I think that would be a huge mistake. When you start getting to that sixth and seventh area of the, the tackles available, that's where you're starting to get into the second round. Pick a player that deserves to be in the first round. If it's a running back, so be it. But you cannot overlook first-round talent for second-round talent in the NFL draft. Dale, final word. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about the, the salary cap when we were talking about Ben Roethlisberger, and I keep seeing all these numbers thrown around, and nobody knows what this is going to be. And yet we still see reports of, hey, the Steelers are going to cut Joe Hayden or the Steelers are going to sign Aaron Jones from Green Bay. No, they're not. First of all, they're not, they're not going to sign any $14 million running back. Nothing can happen until that salary cap is set. The Steelers don't do anything, to Chris's point earlier, until they have to do it. That's just the way that they operate. And oh, by the way, the league set the, the, the salary cap floor at $180 million. Wouldn't that be nice for baseball, Albie? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's going to be higher than that. It's going to be higher than that, and so the Steelers aren't going to have to make these massive cuts that everybody is talking about. Tim, final word. A goalie stat box for the ages. Robert Morris University versus Sacred Heart University. Women's hockey, Molly Singwald for the Colonials and Frankie Sanchez for Sacred Heart. Singwald, a senior, had never made a start before. It was senior weekend. She got back-to-back -back starts for the Colonials and pitched back-to-back -back shutouts. 1-0 and 8-0 this afternoon. The 1-0 score comes as a result of Frankie Sanchez in the other net for Sacred Heart, stopping 73 of 74 shots on goal on Saturday night. She still loses 1-0, facing 123 shot attempts. And then she played again today and lost 8-0, but she still saved 45 <laughs> more pucks. I think she needs a little help in front of her. She what might do you be think? Dennis Lemieux. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> All right, a couple quick things real fast. Penguins did an excellent job with the tribute to Sidney Crosby's 1,000th game. And a reminder to join us Wednesday night and every Wednesday night for halftime adjustments on our free app, WPXI Now. It's at 7.30 Wednesday nights. If you don't have the app, get the app. Download it to your smart TV and join us every Wednesday night. That's the final word for tonight. I'm Albie Oxenrider for Dale and Tim and Chris. We'll see you next time.